Yeah. You finally start to care. I show up so unprepared. You're ready for something new. I'm still where I was last year. Meanwhile, we're talking it out. You keep leaving things at my house. Seems like you're wanting to stay. But you need to know I'm on the way. I'm on a ride. I'm everywhere. I'm hard to find. You want a man. I'm just a guy. Busy as fuck. You know what's up. And I got a life. Back where I stay. Still pay a car no for this girl around my way. Welcome in. You are listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz's Money Mail. It is good to be tuning in with you as always. A throwback. This tune, one of the very originals, something you will recognize if you've been listening to Money Mail from day one or you have gone and gone back to the start as you hear some clanging and banging in the background as my live audience today aren't too impressed with the amount of energy I'm bringing. So trying to keep things quiet. Hopefully that's finished now. Anyway, let's get on track. The reason I play this start to get us this song to get us started, sorry, is because this week I was asked again, can you please step up and finally put together a playlist of all of the songs from the Keep the Change intros? Now that is not going to be a small feat, uh, but I've tried to figure out how I can do that as a playlist underneath the Keep the Change podcast, but I think I will actually have to do it under my personal Spotify and then send that out for people to be able to listen to a few of those tunes. So rest assured, the people voted. They said that they want to see that. I said if there's 300 thumbs up on a poll, that I'd get it done. Uh, and there are about 657, to be precise. So I probably should have set the bar a little bit higher. But anyway, I will go back through now 359 episodes, I think, uh, and put all of those tunes that I can together for you so you've got a bit of a KTC playlist. But it has been a very busy week in the life of Keep the Change this week, which has been cool. Heap of content. Um, so many messages to respond to. I try my best to get back to people. And interestingly, I went down to speak this week at Methven. What a spot. So it's very lucky uh, to go down there and speak to uh, a group of farmers and other people that, that came along as well and that wanted to see uh, me speak in the flesh, which was quite an interesting experience, but really, really cool. So shout out to those people who, who did come along and Beef and Lamb put on a great event down there. There was about 100 people. Now, as I was going down, I was reading back through some notes in my iPad that I make. I always do that when I'm flying, write notes, read notes, and... I actually stumbled across some notes that I made after having a meeting with Rob Fife, uh, the great man who used to run Air New Zealand, and I made a note and he had said to me that he would try to respond to 100 pieces of contact a day, every day whilst the CEO, and that uh, gave me a bit of a kick up the ass of, wow, you know that is, that is very hard to do, but obviously something that was very important to him. And one of the first notes that I made in my interaction with him was to lead with your personality. Rob's also very big on storytelling and leading with storytelling as well. So I 
I learned a lot from that catch up uh, with him, but it was a good reminder to to try and respond where you can to people. Uh, but it is becoming harder and harder as the following increases and as the Instagram following increases as well, and people want to give you their opinion or tell you their story. So I always like to see what people have got to say, uh, but I can't necessarily engage in too many conversations, especially not 100 of them a day, because uh, I probably wouldn't get any work done. But back to my uh, speaking gig in Methven, it was really cool uh, to get down there and to see such a a different um, range of people turn out as well, from probably people in their just in their 20s, I think, like just turning 20, and at university there's actually some people younger than that too, um, but then to people who are probably at the other end where they've employed a number of people on farm, there were some lads who aren't necessarily in the farming sector but wanted to come along as well, and people seemed to be very engaged, which was, was cool for me and, and very uh, exciting to see that some of the content's obviously really hitting the mark, so it's a good way for me to be able to practice some of those things as well. I've got a number of other... Uh, speaking gigs lined up for the rest of the year, trying to do something monthly at this rate and to a very wide, diverse range of audiences to see and learn myself as well, you know, what, what other people are seeing and what they're thinking about and what's what's hitting the mark. So uh, a heap of fun, but also just good to get out of Auckland. It just every time I do it, it's such a reminder of how much of a bubble Auckland is. I imagine 96% of Aucklanders would have no idea where milk even comes from, how it gets to the cafe, where they get their latte, what the farm price is, what the uh, global dairy trade auction is that happens. Absolutely no idea. It's never spoken about that sort of stuff up here. And good to just shake a few hands with some southerners that know how to fucking look you in the eye and shake your hand properly as well. My God, that shouldn't be such a hard thing to ask for. But anyway, uh, I like the regions. It's sort of where I grew up and where I came from, so I enjoy getting out of the, the big city, I obviously enjoy it here and do very well here and have a good life here in Auckland, but uh, I don't think it is me to the core, and yeah, I'm kind of quick to point out, hey, I'm not an Aucklander, uh, especially when you get out of the big city and tell people, but shout out to those people who love Auckland and born and bred here, all power to you, but uh, it's good to, to get out of this big city sometimes and go and get your, your eyes opened. But this week we have a very, very interesting money mail to go through and potentially a very, very important one. And I'll add some more context to this one as we go uh, rather than what people would have read about. But I titled this one, Go and See a Psychotherapist. Now on Sunday evening it was my turn to pick something from Netflix to wind down before another big week coming up. Now I'm not a big Netflix guy, I don't even have a subscription, don't know how to log in, barely even know how to cast it to the old TV Uh, but luckily my partner can point me in the right direction with that stuff. So I don't know what the latest and greatest show is that everyone's watching, but I do know how to Google shit, so I quickly Googled uh, best docos on Netflix, and the top suggestion on the very first thing that I looked at was Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z. Someone said they thought I was looking at a documentary called Sluts, uh, but their mind is obviously very dirty. So in the doco, it's a it's a based on a psychotherapist to the stars, including Jonah Hill. Now, many of you know who Jonah Hill is from different movies that he's featured in. Now, Jonah interviews the therapist that changed his life. So I used my charm to convince my partner that this was an easy watch, which 
fortunately, I didn't tell her what it was about before it started. Otherwise, I don't think it would have. I would have got it past her because she was looking for a very easy watch to to end the week. But this is obviously quite intense. So ten minutes in, she was in a social media scroll hole saying, "Yeah, nah, probably not going to watch this one with you, mate." And I did say, "Look, you know, we can pause it. I can watch this on my own at some stage." But uh, we persevered. Well, I did anyway. But that might be the last time that I get to pick the Netflix wind down on a Sunday. So I don't want to ruin this entire doco for you and give you too much detail because I would like you to go and watch it. But I do also know that humans don't take action. So even though it will benefit you, a number of you won't go and learn from one of the most expensive psychotherapists who you'd normally not get access to. Now, I actually started trying to find what it costs to get access to this person that Jonah Hill goes and sees. And from what I saw... Uh, you're looking at over six figures for a session, and that's US. So if you think about that alone, if you've got 90 minutes to watch this documentary and you learn one thing, and I think you'll learn more if you're open-minded, you are getting access to some very expensive training that other people are paying to get access to and get close to. Now, there's a saying, when you pay, you pay attention. And often, people buy the outcome when they decide to financially commit. Now what that means is that if you are going to put your own hard-earned money into something that you pay for, you're probably more likely to actually try and get the outcomes from what it is that you're doing. So for Jonah Hill, for instance, he probably had to pay the big bucks to get access to this bloke, uh, but because he was doing that, then of course it's going to hurt him in the pocket a little bit, so he's going to take it more seriously. And that's something you have to be really, really mindful of because there is a lot of free stuff out there these days um, and you can get in a, a very easy rut of just thinking, well, you know, you're not paying to access this, so would you, do you really need to take attention? Now, I guess if you use Keep the Change as, as an example, this content is free for you and you can learn a lot of shit and you can probably completely change your life. Well, you can because people have said that they can and I know that I've done it and that's this, the journey that I've been reteaching and resharing as well and you're getting access to different people with their lessons. Now, if you were paying for each of these episodes, there's a high chance that you would probably take more action because you were having to pay to do that. So if you knew that listening to the Keep the Change podcast was about you getting rid of all your debt, figuring out what you could start investing into, or figuring out what that even means, um, getting closer to different advisors that are going to be able to help you should you need them, building a plan for your financial future, tidying up some of your behaviours, tidying up the way that you've thought in the past. If you thought, okay, those are all the outcomes and you said, right, well, for every podcast you listen to, you have to pay $10. Now, you probably would listen to less of the episodes, but the ones you do listen to, you would think, well, I need to make sure I do the things that are spoken about in that episode so that I can maximise the money that I have spent. So that is also the danger that we're in where a lot of content online these days is free and in our world and so we think, you know, why, why should I have to pay? Um, and recently someone said, you know, is do you think paying for this course would be worthwhile? And I said, well, if it's genuine and it's going to get you closer to the outcome and it's actually what you want to do, then yeah, of, of course it is. But it, there'll be people that are sceptical of, of courses online and paying things online. They're like, oh, you know, I think that's a scam or influence trying to make money or whatever. But to give you an example, I think about this on the plane on the way down to Christchurch and then to Methven, I brought a book from someone who has thousands of hours of experience um, working in accounting practices. Now, one of the takeaways from it was about how to structure fee increases from 
uh, you when you're an accountant to your clients. And I was like, fuck, you know what? I need to do that. I haven't done that for a number of years. These aren't keeping pace with inflation, et cetera, et cetera. And so my action point out of reading that book that cost me $30 was I need to go away and I need to do this for a number of clients. Now, that increase recovered thousands of dollars. So was that book worth it? Was it worth spending $30 on that book? Of course, because I paid for it. It then made me think, okay, I want to take action out of these books. And I went away and did that and I recovered that 10x. So often a good like what a very smart marketer or seller will do is try and sell you something that you should be able to get 10 times the value from. And I definitely could from that book. But because we're not very big on self-development and learning and then going and taking action in this country, people are like, oh, you know, they're selling a course or whatever. That feels weird. But people will then run to university, pay tens of thousands of dollars to get these degrees that they may not even use later on in their life. But the same principle applies because they've paid for it. They're like, I better use it. I was the same. Okay, I better go on the path of being a CA and carry on and get to the end of that. Tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars to get to the end of that outcome. But I've been able to apply that and then make that investment back. For a lot of people that go to university and whatnot, they they don't do that. So that is a very big tangent from what we're talking about. But remember, those that pay usually pay attention. Now, let's get back into it. So for some of you, um, who will go and look at this documentary. Let's just explore two concepts that I picked up during the doco. So Stutz has a concept of part X, which he explains is an invisible force that keeps you from changing. Part X is the evil character interrupting, slowing down and stopping your journey of evolution as a human. I'm sure we can all relate to this. You know you need to cut up your credit card or stop using buy now, pay later or start investing, or finally work out what interest rate changes will do to your budget, or save for a rainy day, or put together a budget, or unsubscribe from your favorite store influencer on social media, or actually look for a job that you like, or stop spending, or you get the message. Now then there is a concept called the maze, which Stutz explains as part X's dirty work. Just when we're about to turn left and move forward with our lives, we somehow turn right and end back up in the maze. The maze keeps us stuck in the past and puts our life on hold from progressing because we are angry and resentful. Often we have been wronged and we are seeking some form of fairness. How dare someone else get promoted at your employment, but not you? Why should you now work harder? Bugger that. That's unfair. How come they got the promotion and you didn't? So then you go, well, fuck this. I'm, you know, why should I? I'm just going to chill. Don't like this job anyway. But that's actually not going to move your life forward, is it? So you're stuck in the maze. Um, you'll sort your finances out, of course you will, but just after you get the answer for why the world needs billionaires, it's bullshit. You know, why are there billionaires? Why do some people have so much and others don't have anything? Like, fuck this, I'm not participating in this. But really, you're not going to move your life forward thinking like that. So again, the maze keeps you lost in emotional and psychological weeds. So why does our brain have to be such a punisher? Well, who knows? But the more we understand it, we realize we aren't so different to other people and that there are tools to overcome these things. Now, before we get into these tools, I will read you an example. So now, of course, I have the beauty of posting this on social media and seeing what some of the reaction has been like. Now, I saw a comment last night from somebody who is you know, probably stuck uh, in the maze. I've actually seen someone say, I've watched this doco many times, it changed my outlook on life and I watch it again each time I need reminding. Recommend it to everyone who wants to get out of the maze and take action. Well, that's awesome. So there's a number of people who have commented uh, on this and I haven't actually read all of them yet. 
But I just want to find a comment. Oh, maybe it's gone. They, uh, oh no, I know they've posted on a different post. So they responded to a post that I did about going and speaking uh, down in Methven and some of the things that I spoke about. Now, it was a classic, I am in the maze. Can I find it? There is nothing wrong with having heaps of money, but at what cost and to whom? I mean, is it wrong to have ambition to eventually own more than a thousand existing rental properties? Not new builds, so it helps create artificial scarcity, reducing supply and inflating prices, meaning less people can afford to purchase their own home and permanently locked into renting, thus creating more many potential future customers. Charging tenants the absolute maximum possible, constantly raising rents as fast as possible and doing the absolute least possible for the tenant to maximise profits. Should this level of ambition be encouraged or discouraged? Like, what, what is your view of the world when that is what's going through your head? So I said, look, sorry, you know, I'm lost. Who's doing that? And then they've said, well, it's in relation to having ambition or a plan and setting goals for success, also being conscious of who gets fucked over in the process and fair play. And I said, well, that's a very interesting mindset. Do it wisely and let us know how you get on. Now, this is something that I think if you go down this path and get stuck in the maze thinking about life and money and goals and ambition like that, you're only going to get lost. So I've referenced nothing in this about um, having a thousand rental properties, for instance, so I don't know why their mind goes there. But this is a sort of person where they need to be challenged from the other side to say, why don't you think about money more positively? And if you could make a stack of it, what could you do with it? If you're so upset by how people could potentially own a thousand rental properties, literally I don't think I've ever heard of anybody owning a thousand rental properties, but anyway, that aside, why not go out and earn a heap of money and then donate it to the things that you really care about it? Why not become really valuable yourself and then be able to give that knowledge back? That's what I never understand about how, how people who are stuck in the maze have convinced themselves to stay there for their entire life and be so wound up about other people who are you know, they're standing on others and all these different things that they come up with in their head for why they've become wealthy or rich or whatever. And of course, there are, you know, bad people in the world, but there are bad poor people as well, you know. But but when you have these thoughts about rich people or people getting ahead or whatnot, and you start thinking about well, who's damaging or being damaged on the other side, uh, it is it is very strange and it's not actually going to help you move your life forward and you're then neglecting the fact that heaps of bad shit happens with people who don't have much money as well but we make excuses for those because we're stuck in the maze and want to have a single narrative around how it should be done this way because we're seeking some form of fairness and that's what we're holding on to so because we've been wronged our part x so the 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 uh, evil character the invincible force that keeps you from changing yourself has you trapped in the maze and the sooner you can see that you can start to think okay yeah why do I look at okay if someone's trying to get ahead and just build out a, a, a life where they may be less reliant on the government i.e. other taxpayers and are in a good position to be able to to give if they need be they can pay for their own medical care they can uh, pay for their kids to go to different activities rather than having to fundraise for instance there's nothing wrong with fundraising but why can't you see it from a positive perspective? Why does your brain take you to such a negative lens of the world? You know, that had to have come from somewhere. And equally, you could argue that people who do have 
the ability to give and have got themselves into that position could look at you and go, why are you so selfish? Like, why haven't you tried to achieve more in your life so that you can have an abundance, so that you can give that to other people instead of being so negative and thinking that everybody who has more is fucking other people over or you know, charging tenants the absolute maximum possible, constantly raising rents as fast as possible and doing the absolute least possible for the tenant to maximise profits. Now, that is not a representation of every landlord. But I can guarantee you there will be a landlord like that. But again, recently on a podcast I said about someone who said you know, that they had a bad experience with an entrepreneur and that completely changed their view of entrepreneurs. And I said, excuse me, that shouldn't change your view of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship. It should change your view of that person. But instead, we get caught in the emotional and psychological weeds and start to go down a completely different path And then the longer we stay there, we end up in a lot of trouble and don't realize that five years can go past, 10 years can go past, and we can look back and go, fuck, what did I actually do to make my own life better so that I could then give more to my family, to my community, to my children, to those people around me? Isn't that a better way to live? Hey, maybe not. Those type of people probably aren't listening to this podcast because they've decided to stay in the maze and stay in there for a long time. But anyway, let's get back to someone called Barry Michaels, who's also a psychotherapist, and he authors the book The Tools, along with Phil Stutz, who the documentary is based on. Now, Barry explains that the ego is, isn't strong enough to get you out of the maze. All it wants to do is right the wrong, and since that's impossible, it stays stuck. So this person's ego isn't going to help. They are going to be stuck in this maze and they're constantly searching for a right you know we need to right the wrong of that one landlord they might have come across that didn't treat them well so then they think that landlords are trying to accumulate a thousand properties and all these exaggerations now they're going to stay stuck and all that they want to do is right this wrong and of course that's impossible so they're going to stay stuck there so often I will say things Um, on this podcast like if things don't go your way be gutted but not for too long because you don't want to stay there and it was much like my football coach who may even be listening he would come into the changing rooms and he would say right you cunts excuse my language but that's literally what he would say you can be sad for fucking three minutes or nine minutes or whatever it would be but you know get changed get your head back up and go and give the other team the respect that they deserve for kicking your ass and we weren't allowed to stay there for too long because we had to get back to training on Tuesday, then Thursday, and then back into it on the Saturday. Now, if you've played sport, you will understand this so well because all the time we get wronged. We think the referee made the wrong decision or someone uh, in football kicks the ball and on the way through it just brushes someone's hand and so it's like, well, that should be a handball, but then it goes in and, and then it's a goal and then the game's completely changed and you think this is bullshit. So, you know, you've been wronged and you're looking for a way for that to be right and that's impossible because the world just moves on so the longer you stay there the harder it is to get yourself out of there and this is where sports teams have access to mental skills coach and people with these types of skills to give people the tools to think about how they can get themselves ready to keep moving forward stay out of the maze turn left carry on keep getting uh, progress in their life rather than just staying in the maze and going around and around and around and not actually moving anywhere but we should be thinking the same way. Just because maybe we're not in a high-performing sports team or don't have that level of cash that they do, you know, why not try and get access to some of these tools that other people who do have the resources are benefiting from, i.e. 
Jonah Hill and sports teams as well. But look, you know, these two people, Barry Michaels and Phil Stutz, have got a book called The Tools and they can teach you these things. And then there's a doco on Netflix. So, you know, just because things happen to you in your life, they won't always be fear. But what do we get taught when we're young? Life isn't fear. So it's bizarre that we don't then carry that lesson forward later on to realize, well, yeah, life isn't fear. I just need to accept that and get out of the maze and just keep moving forward because there's probably going to be something next week that's not going to be fear either. And there's a lot of shit at the moment about is it fear how much tax rich people are paying for instance and so of course people get themselves all worked up and they stay in the maze and then we come on here like Mike and I and have do a podcast on like okay how does this make your life better and you're like yeah okay good point okay it doesn't but for some people they won't actually want to they'll just want to stay in the maze so that they can be like okay my whole life's always going to be about why it's unfair that this is the way that the world works but you waste an entire life because you can go back generation before generation and there will be the same concepts where people will think that whatever they were facing wasn't fear as well. Now I didn't study to be a psychotherapist but now I can see that staying there i.e. staying um, in your emotion for too long is basically like staying in the maze. Now I do think that if I were to do my life over again and do the same path I would study psychology and accounting slash business at the same time because I can see this stuff play out all the time uh, with clients that I am working through, uh, working with. Sorry, now I've been in the maze many times and no doubt will again this week. But the key is to get yourself the fuck out of there as soon as you can and have the tools to do so because we all know that life isn't fair. So when you understand that, okay, you're trying to seek fairness and it probably doesn't exist, then you can realize, okay. The sooner I can just accept that, you're going to be able to move forward and keep getting closer to the things that you want to have and achieve in your life. So why this is important is because in economic hard times that we're in and that we're continuing to go in, so many people are going to feel wronged and very, very regularly. Why does petrol need to go up? And honestly, why right now? It's so unfair that my friend lost their job. Why do I have to pay so much interest? It's so unfair how much these banks make. How come some people have so much and others so little? Why don't I get a bigger pay rise? It's so unfair that my pay rise doesn't match inflation. Why don't Aussies just be more sports-like? That wasn't really a run-in. Now, I had to slip that in for the cricket fans because that was obviously pretty controversial for the uh, cricket nation around the world. Well, cricket bloody worldwide. It was uh, it seemed to be everywhere for 24 hours there. Uh, and it's bullshit that we won't get bonuses this year. All of these things, you know, they seem so unfair. The list goes on and on. But life won't always go our way, and that sucks. But it shouldn't stop us from sorting ourselves out. Again, the maze keeps you lost in the emotional and psychological weeds instead of turning left and moving forward with your life. I want you to do one thing for me. Well, really, it's not for me. It's for yourself or your future self. Message your partner, mum, cat, or BFF and say, hey, name I put their name in there. We are going to watch a Netflix doco called Stutz because it could give us the tools to change our lives. Even if we don't need them now, at least we know that they are there when we do. I'll fill you in later. What a time to be alive with access to the internet. Now, you may not feel like these tools are relevant for you right now, but even if you know that they exist, one day you may get yourself in a rut and you may want to try and figure out, okay, how do I get past this. Now there's um, also information around depression and things like that in this doco too and I think it's very easy in a world these days to 
be able to use the term depression and anxiety and things like that, but also ignore the fact that there are so many resources should we want to use them. Now, of course, when we get into that situation, it becomes very, very hard to go, yeah, you know what? I'm feeling depressed. I might fucking sit down and watch this and just jack myself up with all the tools that I could be using. But perhaps learn some of these things so that when life changes for you and should you find yourself in that situation, then at least you know that they exist. And somebody might say, hey, you know, you spoke to me about that a long time ago. Why don't you go back to that or could we watch that together? So you don't know how these could impact you later on in your life as well. So look at the amazing insight we get to psychotherapists who have changed people's lives with such simple tools. After watching, I sat down and made a page of notes. I also brought the book The Tools by Barry and Stutz. I'll study that more closely as well. So I learned a lot through watching this, but I knew that I wasn't really taking it all in. So often what I do um, with things that, that I like and that I want to learn from is I will go and revisit them. I'll look at people's summaries. Um, I even now use ChatGPT to ask that, but it doesn't have details about Stutz because the one that I've got finishes in 2021, um, ChatGPT version, so it doesn't have access to that. And I'll ask it questions about, you know, how could I apply this tool, say I was going to be doing it for this, how could I use this tool in this situation and things like that to learn more about the books that I'm reading. And I'll make a stack of notes for myself because I know that I'll go back to those notes just like I did at the top of the show when I said to you, I went back to notes that I made when I was talking with Rob Fife. And that's when those things pop back and you realize, wow, that was such a massive gold nugget and I'd forgotten it. So I think it's really, really important to write some of these things down and now I'll go and study the book as well and make notes about that. So I think you need to remember as well that when you watch these documentaries or read these books, these are people's life's work condensed into a show and a book. So don't fall into the trap of expecting to watch a Netflix show and master your brain. You'll need to study and apply these tools. Watching a documentary and temporarily adopting some of its suggestions will never be a replacement for good long-term in-person therapy. Please don't misinterpret this week's lesson. We we all take work and we need to embrace it and that can be life-changing for us. So most of us Uh, where we are today without too much awareness of what we have been feeding our minds. How about giving it the nourishment it needs? Just like that person who I was reading out the comment before. You know, what have they been feeding their mind to be so stuck in the maze that that's how everybody who may be thinking with ambition or having goals or having vision, which is what they're responding to, is thinking like that. You know, that is just whatever they've been feeding themselves has manifested into how they're now seeing the world. So you have to be very careful because your thoughts will basically start to become, you will become your thoughts and you have to be very, very careful. So many of us will go to our jobs for 40 hours a week, but we won't spend time working on our brain. Seems backwards, doesn't it? You know, just two hours a week, for instance, what could that do? 104 hours learning about how you think and your, uh, your mind and how your brain works and why it does these things. Why not do that? If you're willing to give your employer or your work or your career 40 hours a week, do some thinking and reading and learning each week to improve your own value because as a number of people say, you know, people once, you, once you've got the education, people can't take it from you. Many other things can be taken from you, but it's very hard to take education from somebody unless you have a horrific accident and you can't remember those types of things. So before you go, question, what is something you know you really need to address financially? Why are you letting Part X stop you? We've all got something like that. Why is Part X stopping us from achieving and addressing the thing that we need to do financially? The next one, how have you been financially wronged in your life? 
we've all surely had a time in our life where something hasn't gone our way financially and we're like, fuck this and we hold on to it. Surely you've got a way where you've been wrong that you're holding on to. How long are you going to let that keep you trapped in the maze? Get back to the right path. You're one of over 7,900 recipients to the email if you get that and then it obviously goes out on LinkedIn. Uh, there were 65,000 downloads of the Keep the Change podcast in June. Did you know, according to ANZ, around 35% of their customers currently have interest rates lower than 4% and about 55% of these people are rolling off those lower rates this year. Now what that means is that people are going to be faced with a higher interest rate and things are really heating up. Now I won't go into too much detail uh, in that space because we'll probably do some pods on that coming up. There is an announcement this week on the 12th of July around the OCR, so that will be well worth keeping an eye on, and many people will be hoping that the official cash rate is not uh, jacked up further, but hey, who knows, I guess we will find out. Now I think uh, I've got a pretty cool piece of feedback to read out to you. And this person says, hi, Mikey. So they probably think that I'm Mikey, but I'm Luke. But anyway, uh, I always mean to email you back, but delete what I write. Unsure why. Maybe scared that that what I say is too close to the truth. Financially uh, illiterate at 45, living for the moment. I was brought up with that Pacific Island mentality where we lived for the now, gave to the church, gave all our best to the pastor. Parents were immigrants and did not teach us about saving, investing, looking to the future. I've been listening to your podcast for a month now. So this is only in a month. You have inspired me to get off my ass, stop thinking I couldn't do anything other than my full-time job. Now I have a weekend job which is paying off my debts. It should be paid off by August, I have estimated. How cool. You know, they've gone and taken action and they've actually worked out why they're doing it so they have a clear why and they've actually modelled out, okay, cool, when am I going to be out of debt? And the cool thing is they're working hard on the weekend to then clean up some of the decisions that they've made. I've set up a rainy day account, putting extra $50 into sharesies. That is my only investment website I know. But, you know, that look how much action this person's taken in a month. It's fucking unbelievable. Anyway, you have changed my life. It feels great knowing my debt is slowly chipping away to nothing. I actually have money sitting in my bank after all expenses are paid now. I'm sick of living day-to-day, paycheck-to-paycheck. Thank you so much for starting a podcast and inspiring financially deprived people like myself to get the fuck out of there and make life easier for myself. I feel better after myself and my confidence with... Oh, I feel better about myself and my confidence within myself uh, is reaching new heights. Thanks to you and the team. I don't have time to watch movies, but definitely will be checking out Stutz later today. How cool is that? That is uh, one of the best pieces of feedback that I have seen recently. And... This week I just committed to speaking to the Ministry of Social Development through their Money Week and that is um, you know, a sort of example that I'm going to be sharing with them because although if we have more finances to and resources like money to put to reaching more people um, at a government type level, I think ultimately some of the stuff, well a lot of the stuff starts with education, right? And it's sort of that teach a man to fish concept and... I think if the ministry can see you know, people are genuinely changing their lives by education, then perhaps that could shape some of the ways that they do things in the future around educating people. And to their credit, I know that they are trying to activate people to, to learn about these things as well and actually you know, go about doing things uh, differently as well rather than just handing out more money because they know that that's probably not going to be uh, the you know the the way to solve a number of these things. Now, someone also did. Um, oh, I think they sent me a message. Damn it, I don't have it to read out. But it was about the if and then 
uh, principle as well. But they were basically saying how a lot of this stuff uh, comes back to willpower when it comes to making changes and doing things. Now, it can be easier for others well, some people compared to others to have levels of willpower. So now, after me writing this, now someone's given me some research, well, some um, something to go away and research and understand more as well. So it's really cool to see the different things that are shaking uh, out of Keep the Change as it's going out every week and the audience continues to grow. Right, I hope you have learned something there. It's a very, very good uh, lesson, this one, because it impacts all of us differently and I'm sure you'll be able to rate, relate on different levels now Go and check out this documentary on Netflix, S-T-U-T-Z, watch it with an open mind. It's probably, I think if you can speed up Netflix, I really thought about this after, I was like, damn, it probably would have watched it in um, maybe like one and a half speed because it is quite slow. So it probably will only take you an hour to get through it if you do it on one and a half times speed. But watch it and don't be distracted by your phone. Think about some of the concepts, then go away and start to learn and read about some of the tools so you can double down on the education that they are providing for you and remember how valuable this person is and how much it costs to actually go and see them and how one of those things could change your life. You don't have to go away and try to implement everything straight away, but at least it is there if you need it. Be good and I will see you on the next episode of Money Mail. If you haven't already, please leave a five star. It was quite funny. A couple of lads that came to Methvin to uh, the presentation were like, oh, I haven't left a five star review yet. I might give me a bloody phone. So it's definitely become a bit of a thing that people are talking about. Okay, we'll see you next week. Got a life, that last day At least it's still my only villain